This episode of Weekly Sauce is brought to you by Chetty's Hot Sauce. Visit Chetty'sHotSauce.ca and use the promo code HotSauce25 for 25% off off the entire site. Uh, they have a bunch of shit, man. Dude, garlic, mango, gar- Carolina pepper, uh, uh, Grim Reaper. They have every hot sauce you have. And Chetty's is, uh, is a very little sponsor to Hot Sauce Sports. And uh, we love to have them on. Visit Chetty'sHotSauce.ca. Use HotSauce25 for 25% off off the entire site. Uh, this is a special Weekly Sauce episode. This is Weekly Sauce episode number 23. Uh, my name is Terry Tam. I'm, uh, usually, I'm, as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex the Intern. And today we have the pleasure of joining us, uh, Joey Alfieri uh, from TSN 690. Joey, how's it going, buddy? Hey, good, guys. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure, man. Alex, how you been, man? All good, man. I'm as uh, good as well, and uh, I'm excited. Good, good. We're happy to have Joey on. Joey's awesome. He's one. He's an excellent Twitter follower as well. Uh, the one thing I like about Joey is he likes to rag on Mo Khan a lot since we fired Mo Khan a few years ago. Uh, <laughs> so, Joey, uh, how's the how's the COVID situation been treating you at home uh, with work and everything like that? Are you struggling? Are you surviving? What's going on? No, man, surviving. Uh, you know, thankfully, uh, we, uh, you know, we had at uh, one point we were doing, you know, less hours, but we were still always on the air at uh, TSN 690. And uh, things uh, things have been uh, good as can be. Thankful to, uh, you know, have a supporting wife uh, at home and so not uh, not alone at home and thankful that still, you know, we still get to go into work every day and uh, we didn't really miss much there because I know there's people who are in uh, more difficult situations. So, no, man, surviving, doing well, doing well. Absolutely. I mean, we have to, you know, hearts out to go out. Everybody who who didn't, who lost their jobs or struggling to find work, you know, I was one of them too. So, you know, it's tough, but you know, you got to stay positive. And like you said, you have your wife at home. I think we all have a girl at home that's kind of keeping us motivated uh, just to get going. Uh, So in the bubble, I mean, we could talk about the Habs all day, but in the bubble, um, the Habs didn't do too bad. I think we we had kind of had no expectations for them going in, uh, but they kind of shocked us a little bit. Uh, what did you think about the whole experience with them in the playoffs? Well, I guess we can call it a playoff. Yeah, well, look, I think um, going in, like you said, the expectations were, you know, I think they were low. Uh, they were, you know, the 12th seed in the East. And uh, so once they got started, I don't, you know, I don't know too many people who picked them to, to beat Pittsburgh in the playing round. Uh, but once they did that, they pushed the Flyers a little bit too. I mean, they still got into six games. And, and the way they did it, yeah, sure. I mean, Terry Price was great. But, you know, a lot of the young guys uh, pushed. You know, guys like Suzuki and Kotkaniemi uh, played very, very well. And you had, you know, the, the guys on defense, you know, looked, you know, they're all over, you know, they're all over 30. But they looked fairly uh, spry and they looked like they were able to log some big minutes. So that was encouraging too. And I think that whole... You know, that whole run, if you want to call it that, to the first round of the playoffs, it kind of lifted the expectations here uh, in the sense that, you know, now you've got these young players that you're expecting to, to take a step forward, to take a big leap forward. And now you've added some free agent signings as well. Uh, Mark Bergevin has. And, and now the expectations are, are higher just because of that run, you know, beating Pittsburgh and, 
pushing a, a good Philadelphia team. So, I mean, it, look, it's not as, you know, they didn't, I'm sure they would have loved to have gotten further and I would have loved to have seen them go a little bit further, but I think it was just a nice uh, base. It was just something to build off of after a really disappointing regular season. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I feel like the Montreal Canadiens really exceeded our expectations this off season. I mean, um, in the playoffs, um, what's your take on what Bergie did this off season? Do you like, what's your opinion about it? I mean, I like it. Look, uh, you know what I have given uh, Joel Edmondson four years, probably not, but I think if you look at the, the defense that they want to build, um, whether you like him or not, you can understand you can understand the move, right? They have guys like Weber, guys like Sherratt, you yeah. know, even Petrie to a certain extent, you know, isn't the most physical guy, but, you know, you saw him throw his weight around a little bit in the playoffs too. So um, they do, you know, the, 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 the Edmondson acquisition, the trade and signing of Edmondson was one that kind of made sense to me. And then for the, you know, the, the Domi for Josh Anderson, I, I like that deal. The Canadians have been looking for a power forward who can potentially put in 25 goals a season for a really long time. Now, you know, there's question marks uh, over the health of his shoulder. And I think, you know, those are significant question marks. But clearly, they wouldn't have given him a seven-year deal had the doctors not looked at him. And look, it's important to realize that this guy hasn't played since December and was ready to come back uh, had they you know, pushed the Tampa Bay Lightning. Columbus did in their in their first round. Had they pushed him a little bit more, uh, he said that he was ready to come back. So he's had so much time uh, to heal that shoulder. And if you look at it, by the time the season starts in January or February, he's going to have been off for over a month. Um, so, you know, I, I, again, like you have to keep in mind that he is coming off shoulder surgery, but I uh, feel good about that move. I uh, really like the Tyler Toffoli move. Uh, that was one that I don't think anybody was – expecting i think a lot of people predicted it um or you know they linked the the, the canadians as a team that you know would possibly be in the mix for Toffoli, but uh to reel in that big of a fish uh was a little bit surprising especially after they pulled off the anderson move i didn't think that they'd be in the market to to pay another winger but i think they got him at a reasonable price i really like it i like what mark bergevin has done i think you know even draft wise uh, acquiring, you know, draft uh, capital in uh, in future years again. Uh, the players they selected, I mean, remains to be seen. But I think overall, it's been a, like the offseason's been really good. I, I, I know, Joey. I, I was, I, sorry, I, go ahead, Alex. I, I, yeah, I absolutely love the additions that we made. And speaking of those additions, I'm now more interested in having some of the Haps players in my fantasy team during uh during the season but now i'm not sure who to pick up do you think i should pick up like who do you think i should pick up like which of the haps players are more friendly in terms of fantasy yeah i mean look i, I think i think offensively the thing with the canadians is they don't really have one guy or one line you know that's gonna lead them uh, consistently on a nightly basis i think you'll get different contributions from different lines you know i think if you're looking from a fantasy perspective i i like I know this is going to sound uh, maybe a little crazy and this is going to put pressure on the kid, but, you know, I think Nick Suzuki has a real opportunity to lead the Canadians in scoring next year. I, I think that's a real thing. And, you know, maybe that's putting setting the bar too high, but just based on what I saw in a small sample size in the playoffs and what I saw, you know, in the second half of the year, uh, uh, Nick Suzuki looked really, really good. Now, if you're going to play Suzuki with, you know, a Josh Anderson and a Jonathan Drouin, 
And those two played really well together at the end of that Philadelphia series. They both looked really comfortable with each other, but everybody kind of looks comfortable uh, with Nick Suzuki. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that worked, you know, that worked. So maybe those guys can, I think Gallagher is, you know, if you play him with Dano and Tatar again, I think he's, you know, if he stays healthy, that's probably another 30 goal season. So I don't know if they're fantasy relevant in the sense that, you know, they're going to have one guy who's going to put up high point totals, but I think they're going to be pretty balanced. So they're not going to be, you know, this team is not going to have anybody who's going to be your star fantasy player. Uh, but I do think that, you know, your, your bottom of the barrel forwards in fantasy, if you're playing in, you know, shallow leagues, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you had a couple of Montreal Canadiens there. So as a season ticket holder, what should I be looking forward to? I mean, uh, I didn't go to too many games last year. We ended up selling most of them. I had to give, I gave a bunch away for free and I gave a St. Louis game for free and I gave a Tampa Bay game for free. Nobody wanted to buy them. So I don't know what uh, the hell is going on. So what am I looking, what am you, I looking at for next season? Yeah. First of all, I don't think you're going to any games next season. I mean, either. let's say COVID. That... Forget about COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I think your, well, your expectations should be, that this is a team that's going to compete. I mean, I don't know. They'll compete for a top three spot in the division. I, I think personally, I think they're, you know, I, I still think Tampa Bay is the, the class of the division, even though they didn't, they didn't finish first during the regular season. Boston did. Uh, Boston actually finished first in the league, but you know, I yeah. feel like the Bruins are a year older. Uh, they've lost some guys. They haven't necessarily made a ton of additions during the off season. They still haven't really signed. I don't think they've signed Jake DeBrusque yet. So I don't know, like, I don't know what to expect from Boston, Toronto. I don't know if they're better, but I don't know if they're worse either. I think they're just, they're kind of different uh, with the additions they made. So I think if you're, you know, I think if you're, if you're a Canadians fan, you're looking at it as they can finish anywhere between two, three in the Atlantic, if that's even a thing, because we don't even know if that's a thing, because it might yeah. be an all Canadian division. Um, or, you know, they could be a wild card team. I, I think there's room for that. But one thing's for sure, like missing the playoffs with the additions that they've made and the young players that they have is, is not going to be acceptable again. Uh, there's there's no doubt about that. So I don't know if they'll, they'll be top spot in the East. I think that's – or in the division, rather. I think that's, you know, a pipe dream at this point. I think there's still a ways away from that. But I wouldn't be surprised if they finished second and, you know, behind Tampa Bay. That wouldn't That wouldn't shock me at all. So you're saying I could sell all my tickets. <laughs> I will be yeah, making a profit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you'll be making a profit because those bad boys are pretty expensive to begin with. But, uh, yeah, the ticket market is, you know, is taking a hit. I, it's uh, tough, yeah. It's tough. You know, I, know, I know a thing or two about uh, about that, and I've I've played that game before, and it's just it's not the same as it once was. It's, uh, it's crazy to see, you know, how many more people would rather just stay home and watch on TV. That's I it, and pain. I don't want – I mean, Alex has been, he's used my seats and I don't want, I don't want to lose them. They're very good seats. You know, it's not, they're not reds. They're up in the nosebleeds, but they're down the middle. You have a perfect view. Yeah. You see everything. And those are the best ones. And, and there's just, it's super crazy expensive, these games. And it's, it's, it sucks for guys like for, for tourists. I mean, they're spending 200 bucks. Uh, you would think in Florida, it gets you gla- seats right in front of the, right in front of the glass. And here it yeah. gets you right behind, uh, you know, where nothing's behind you basically, you know? So, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a tough sell. It's a tough sell sometimes. So you mentioned the Leafs. Um, yeah. And I can agree with you, man. I don't think that they've looked any different. I mean, adding Joe Thornton, I mean, as love as we love Jumbo, I mean, he's probably one of the ultimate guys in the league. Everybody likes him. What does he really bring to the table? You know, I think he was just another Jason Spezza. Yeah, listen, I think that's fair. But I think at this point, 
what you're looking at is uh, guys who are going to play those two in particular, Spets and Thornton. Those are guys that are going to play, you know, maybe third line minutes with some power play time. Like that's that's what it's going to come down to is, is is where they fit in. And if they have to play higher up in your lineup, it's probably not a good sign. But I think for Toronto, I mean, if you look at them down the middle uh, with what they have. You know, we, we know about Matthews. We know about Tavares. Uh, Kerfoot is a natural center, although I guess they could put him to the wing if they wanted to. Uh, but that's your one, two, three down the middle, I would think, going into training camp. Uh, and then, you know, where does that leave Thornton? Where does that leave Spezza? Does one of those two end up on the, you know, does Spezza play the wing? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I haven't really seen him play too much wing throughout his career. I don't know if he has. But, um, yeah, I think those are guys who, yeah, for sure, like if, if – if Joe Thornton was willing to come to Montreal, do I think the Canes should have gone all in at, at that price at 700000 Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, you know, they, they both decided to go home and they're both going to play depth roles at this point. And it definitely makes the Leafs deeper. But, you know, does it make them better? I, I don't know. So, so, Joey, I've seen you tweet a lot about the Montreal impact. Um, I know that's probably the, one of the only sports left to watch right now. But, yeah. Um, what do you think of the Montreal impact and what do you think Thierry Henry, um, like what's your general opinion about him and what the Montreal impact needs to add to this current squad in order to succeed? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, the, this year they still, I mean, it's been, it's been a roller coaster and they still have an opportunity to make the playoffs if they win on Sunday. Uh, but I think if you look at it as a whole, it's so difficult to evaluate the body of work, uh, just because, I mean, the season has started and stopped like three times already. And, you know, it's hard to for, for a team that's been playing their home games out of New Jersey. It, it's tough to get a read on them. But it's clear, I think, you know, there's a few things that are they're fairly obvious. Uh, one, I think on paper and on the field, they're, they're not good enough. I, I still think they need, you know, a proven striker. And I realize that they want to get younger, so they might not be bringing in you know, big names that are uh, that the average soccer fan would recognize. But, you know, I think they just need an infusion of, of young attacking talent. Um, I think it's a good thing that Lassie Lapalainen's loan was extended by a year. Uh, I think, you know, for a guy who's still young, uh, who has a little bit of international experience with Finland, uh, but a guy who's had a hard time staying healthy this year, you know, getting more minutes in MLS is going to be big for him. So I think that's one of, you know, a young attacking player that if he can stay healthy, He's going to be a big part of 2021. As for Terry Henry, I mean, uh, look, I, again, it, it, he's he's a manager lacking in experience, and it obviously didn't go well at Monaco. And had it gone well at Monaco, he wouldn't be here. Yeah. So we knew he was a work in progress. Uh, I think he is a little bit stubborn at times uh, in the way that he, you know, he thinks the game and the way that he manages. But it's just I, I know there's a lot of people upset about the substitutions and. You know, do they play five at the back versus four at the back? And it's, you know, it's, it's, the people have their opinions both ways. But I, I would hope that no matter how this season ends, you know, I would hope that Terry Henry would be back just to continue building, you know, with the same coach, the same people in the front office. Like, this is a team that just needs a little bit of consistency. And unless the front office is totally sure that this guy isn't the right guy and that they picked the wrong guy last off season 
then I, I try to, you know, I try to convince him to stay and maybe you don't have to convince him at all. Maybe he wants to stay, but I'd like to think that, you know, a little consistency with this organization would go a long way. And I believe in the vision. You know, I, I think what Olivier Renard's done has been, you know, it's smart. He's clearly uh, going after some younger players, trying to build up their value, and then he's going to sell them and, and turn profits for the club. And they're going to kind of start the machine all over again, go after some young players, build them up, sell them and do it over and over. So I, I kind of believe in the vision. I think it's the first time since they've been in MLS in 2012 that they actually have a long-term plan, and it's not just year to year. And I'm just curious to see how quickly they can turn this thing around. I'm looking forward to it too, man. I mean, grew up an Impact fan. Uh, it's tough. I mean, I think they all, they're always in the mix, you know, and it's always, okay, they're missing this, they're missing that. And, you know, Piatti comes in and he gives us, a, you know, uh, some life. And it's just that this team was always looking for something. And I think bringing in Henri was supposed to bring in uh, this international level of talent. And uh, I had, um, I had the, the, the pleasure to interview Sanya a few months ago and, you know, super nice guy. And he was saying the same thing. He's like, you know, we have the ability to be a big club in MLS. And with Henri in place, he really thinks that uh, they're going to be able to bring in some big stars. So it's only been a year. Let's see what happens. But I am optimistic with Henri, I will say. Um, so I have two questions for you, Joey, just so we can end it and we'll let you go. Uh, one, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm Tony Marinaro. I was a Tony Marinaro fan for a long time. I don't know how close you are with him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I sent him a tweet yeah. once. Sorry, what would you say? We're pretty tight. Oh, you are? <laughs> See okay. him every day. <laughs> <laughs> pretty tight. Uh, I sent him a tweet once and he blocked me. What are the chances that I get unblocked? <laughs> I think it all depends on I think it all depends on uh, what you tweeted. Just he, he like he doesn't only he doesn't only block, but he blocks and takes mental notes. <laughs> so he'll remember exactly what you said, when you said okay. it, how you said it. Uh, so depending on what you said, maybe I'll put in a good word for you. So and, uh, what we'll it was, I mean, if I wouldn't want to because of the things I've said about him after. But okay. uh, so the tweet was something he was he said a negative comment about Carey Price. Carey Price wasn't even playing. So I said, Tony, just take the night off, you know, and then boom, blocked. <laughs> and uh, that was pretty. <laughs> That's all you blocked? Yeah, man. I said, Tony, just take the oh, night off. Or, or No, I said, Tony, take the night off or better yet, take the year off or something along those lines. Okay. And, well, yeah, that's he didn't like different. it too much. But yeah, no, look, Tony, Tony's, Tony's a funny guy. He's been doing his job for a long time and, uh, that's the, I mean, that's what makes him so good is that, yeah. he, you know, he can be polarizing and he couldn't pull, uh, you know, he can get people, you know, one tweet can upset many and it can make a bunch of other people agree with him. And, uh, you know, he kind of, he rolls with the punches. Tony's a good guy. Okay. So now staying on the Twitter, how do we remove yeah. Mokan's access from Twitter? Because his tweets are I've ridiculous. Tried. Yeah, I've tried. They're I've absolutely tried ridiculous. Times. I've uh, I've been writing to I've been writing to Twitter, uh, like on a daily basis, asking them to uh, to dis just dismantle the Mocon nineteen Twitter account, and for some reason it's not working. I guess I don't have much pull in the uh, in the Twitter sphere, but I've been trying. This guy's tweets are the worst. We should do it. We should do it as a collective. I think everybody should just jump in. What bothers me the most about Mo is the paragraphs. So he makes these <laughs> paragraphs, and I'm trying to figure out what they are. And Mo's a very good friend of mine, so he appreciates and, and I'm always answering him. I go, Mo, this doesn't make any sense. So I'm always going back and forth. At one point, I had a hashtag, Mo's Angles, because he has the, <laughs> these most obscure angles I've ever seen. But, you know, we love Mo for what he is, and, you know, he, his Twitter game needs some work. But, he, you know, he's, he's, he's entertaining, that's for sure. We love Mo. Yeah, no, he's Mo's. <laughs> I'll say this about Mo. He's one of the... Uh, 
hardest working guys yeah. that uh, I've been around. The guy's always uh, trying to learn and uh, trying to get better at his craft. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, sometimes his, he rambles on Twitter, <laughs> but seriously, one of the uh, one of the hardest working guys I've ever been around and definitely a, a guy who's been a positive example to me. He's uh, he's taught me a lot along the way. So I definitely appreciate uh, getting to know Mo and uh, being a friend of Mo's. Yeah, Mo's a great guy. We can't say a bad thing about the guy. I love him too much. Uh, Joey, I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, I know you're a writer for Rotor World as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, I write, uh, write uh, fantasy. I love the fantasy question, writing a lot of fantasy hockey. Uh, but no, man, my uh, my Saturday sports show on TSN 690 runs every Saturday, 10 a.m. to noon. Uh, so uh, be sure to check that out live on uh, TSN 690 every week. I appreciate you having me on. Perfect. I appreciate it. Alex, any last questions for Joey? No, man, I appreciate him coming on. He's a, he's a really fun dude. Thanks, Joey. Again, this episode is brought to you by uh, Chetty's Hot Sauce. Visit chettyshotsauce.ca and use Hot Sauce 25 for 25% off the entire website. That was Joey Alfieri. I'm Terry Tam. That was Alex and Terry Corleone.